guys, what's up? How you doing? My name is Mel. Welcome to Holmes Law. Today, we're going to be talking about conduit bending. Okay, now, we're going to be speaking about a few other topics as well as maybe. We're just going to see where this conversation takes us, okay? Today, I actually wanted to start off the actual conversation with three-point saddles. Now, I've actually been asked lots of times a lot of questions about three-point saddles it looks like uh for some reason you know apprentices this is like the number one question how do you do it you know other methods of doing it it gets a little bit confusing and whatnot uh for the most part when you're first starting out with um you know conduit bending it looks like the apprentices don't realize that there's more than actual one way of bending it as far as uh you know when it comes to different degrees like you have offsets that you can do you know with 30s and 45s and whatnot well saddles three-point saddles are the same thing you know you can actually use different degrees okay to actually you know come out with a a smoother bend whether it's a small obstruction or a large obstruction Okay, so that you can actually space out your bend so that it comes out a little smoother. Now, if you've noticed before, when you ever actually clutter your bends together, when it comes with a three-point saddle and your obstruction is small, you know, you, you see that it kind of kinks, you know, the, the pipe wants to kind of kink and it doesn't come out, you know, you know, well, you know, not, not, not exactly how it's supposed to come out. Okay, so basically... I just want to let you guys know that there are other degrees that you can use. It's almost like an offset, okay? It's almost exactly like an offset as far as the shrink goes and the degree multiplies. Almost, almost, okay? Uh, so that's what you want to pay attention to. You want to learn other methods of doing three-point saddles. You don't want to stick with the actual standard uh, 22 and a half on the sides and 45 in the center. Okay, now one thing that I want to also speak about is that when somebody tells you, you know, I want to do a, uh, you know, 22 and a half degree three-point saddle, you know, when you, when you're actually naming the three-point saddle, they're naming it from the degrees that you're doing it on the sides because the center, the center degree is just doubled, okay, so really... When you're, you know, you're calling a three-point saddle, I, I want a 22 and a half three-point saddle. That's really the 45 in the center and the 22s on the side. Just so that you know this, just in case you're looking it up in a book or something, you know, and you don't, you know, confuse yourself. So if I want a 15-degree three-point saddle, right, that's going to give me two 15s on the side and a 30 in the center. Okay, so you really call it by the uh, degrees that are on the side that's really you know the name of the, of the three-point saddle that you're doing all right so i just want to actually make that clear excuse me i needed to drink a little water already <clears throat> anyways so to continue on yes this is exactly what i wanted to bring to you guys you know especially i'm speaking to the apprentices out there now you know, when you're out in the field, there are multiple times, uh, mostly more than, I say, 75% of the time that you're going to do a three-point saddle. It's to actually go over another one of your conduits, you know, whether it be a three-quarter or one-inch or a half-inch pipe. Most of the time, it's going to be to actually go over 
one of your conduits, okay? So it's going to be a small obstruction. And what I recommend that looks the best, instead of going with the standard, you know, of uh, 22 and a half on the sides and a 45 in the center, you know, I would go with something a little less, you know, uh, uh, sharper, okay? I would go with something smaller as far as degree goes, all right? And that's why I actually made a video that says, you know, uh, a three-point saddles for small obstructions, okay? And what I like to use for when I'm going over a three-quarter uh, conduit or even a one-inch, you know, because your obstruction isn't that big, you know, and you, and you don't want to make your three-point saddle I've seen where some electricians will actually make the three-point saddle bigger just so that it doesn't look cluttered and it doesn't kink you know and um, that's just not professional in my eyes okay so what I actually recommend is learning how to do the uh, half method which is exactly what it says it's half of your standard method which is your 22 and a half degree uh, three-point saddle it's actually cutting it down to half alright so we would do 11 degrees on the sides okay and a 22 and a half in the center okay now I know what you're saying it doesn't compute to actual like uh, uh, 22 and a half in the center okay but it's so small of a difference that it doesn't really matter you know what I mean because 11 Plus 11 is 22, so you're missing the half degree. But like I said, it's so small that you're not even going to, you know, see it. Alright? Now, how do you do this three-point saddle? Okay? If you're doing it on one of your sidewinders or the Greenlee A54, you know, DX, the GX, or whatever you have, a Southwide bender, any bender you have, whatever. If you're actually doing it with an electric bender, then it's not going to be a problem because you could type in the, uh, the degree... And it'll spit it out for you, okay? And even if not, you'll have a, a pretty sure you're gonna have a, a digital, you know, angle finder, and you could see when you're when you're, you know, at your 11 degree mark or your 22 and a half degree mark, okay? But now, when you're dealing with hand benders, okay, with a hand bender, now this is where you, you know, I'm saying I want you to pay attention. With a hand bender, basically, you're gonna do it the way that you do a standard three-point saddle okay and I know that on your bender you don't have an 11 degree mark okay but you do have a 22 and a half degree mark and you do have a 10 degree mark now all you really have to do is just basically go to 10 degrees you know what I mean and go to your 22 and a half degrees and that's it you know Put it on the floor, make sure that they're actually level. If you see that it's not and it needs a little more or less, you can take it out. You know what I mean? It's not really that big of a deal. Okay, it's 11 degrees. It's one degree less than what you actually need. Alright, so if you want to, you can actually just go over a little bit. But what I would do, I would just take it to the 10 degree on both of them. And I would put it on the floor. I'd see how I, how I am. You know what I mean? And then I would work it out from there. Alright? And this three-point saddle, to me, I'm telling you, is the best. Because it'll look really good around small obstructions. Okay? 
even if you want something, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, even if it is a pretty big obstruction, maybe something like, I don't know, a, a five-inch obstruction, you know, four-inch obstruction, whatever it is, and, uh, you know, you have the space for it, and you want to do this three-point saddle, then it works, you know, not only, not only is it easy to pull your wire through, okay, but it saves you on putting boxes and condolets, okay, because altogether, you only have 45 degrees, okay, don't forget that these three-point saddles, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, it eats up a lot of your degrees, out of the 360 that you have to put a box, which, you know, most do less than 360, you know, um, 270, something like that, but, um, you know, it eats up a lot of your degrees, you know, if you do the standard method, you already have a 90 degree, you know, uh, gone, you know, so, um, these half methods actually work pretty well, and I'm telling you, once you learn how to do these, it's going to save you, you know, the frustration of when you're doing your wire pull, sending through your snake, or pulling wire, not only that, it's going to look clean, and that's the most important part, is it looking clean, because another subject that I want to actually go and talk about before, before I get there, um, is, you know, making your run look nice, smooth and clean and I'm going to actually explain what I mean by that before I go to that I just want to explain talk a little bit more about this half method now I have the video out that will explain it you know from uh, step by step okay but I, what I do want to say is uh, how to go about doing it now in case you don't want to watch the video and you want me to tell you how to actually do it here on the podcast, I'm not going to explain how to go about it step by step, but what I do want to tell you is that the multiplier is going to be 5, okay? Your multiplier is going to be 5 times the obstruction, okay? And to adjust the center is going to be a little different. What it's going to be is 3 sixteenths of an inch for every 2 inches, Okay, so for every two inches of rise, you're going to move it three sixteenths of an inch. Okay, that's going to be your center adjustment. Three sixteenths of an inch for every two inches. Okay, now let's just say you're doing a, uh, a, a one inch, you know, obstruction. Alright, that, that's, that's almost less than an eighth. I wouldn't even bother with it because it's not going to even be noticeable. You know what I'm saying? Or if you want, you can do an eighth. You know what I'm saying? But just know that. it's it, For those that can actually, that don't have to actually watch the video, and all you need is the multiplier and the shrink, the multiplier is going to be 5, okay, times your obstruction, and your shrink is going to be 3 sixteenths of an inch for every 2 inches of rise. Okay, so don't forget that. Okay, and that's called the half method. You can look it up on my channel. It's 3-point saddles for small obstructions. Okay? Now, moving right along, what I'm actually saying, what I mean that I want clean runs, okay? Now, when I'm on my jobs and I actually see people bending conduit these days, it's it's just something that, like, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, it's like a pet peeve of mine or something, you know? I remember when I first started bending conduit, it, I wanted to bend around every obstruction that there was in the job site, <laughs> you know, like I wanted a reason to actually bend conduit, all right, but I'm telling you guys that, you know, as you get experienced, and not only that, I think foremans as well don't want to see 
some crazy fancy bends, you know. We just want to see straight conduits, you know, 90s if you have to, and just keep it straight for as long as possible at the same elevation that you can as long as possible, okay? So, how do you achieve that? You achieve that by actually stepping back and planning your routes from A to B, okay? Taking a look at your route, getting on a ladder, pulling out your, your tape measure, measuring, you know, don't just start freestyling and start throwing up conduit and find yourself in front of a, an obstruction, uh-oh, I gotta, you know, bend an offset, when you could have avoided it just by moving it over from the beginning of your run, you know what I'm saying? So, that's something that you have to pay attention to, you know, that's one thing that I hate when I'm looking at a run Okay, and my actual mechanic could have avoided the obstruction 20 feet ago if he would have just planned his route from the beginning. You know what I mean? So that's something that you actually need to do from the beginning is plan your route. Get on a ladder. Look at your route. Start pulling out your tape measure. You know, measure and, and see where you can actually avoid these obstructions. Now, if you can't avoid the obstruction, you can't avoid it. You know what I mean? then that's when you actually need to do an offset or do a kick or whatever you need to do. But what I'm actually saying is that sometimes there's some pointless, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me guys, there's some pointless bends that are actually being bent out there on the field. I mean absolutely pointless bends that could have been avoided, okay? And that's what I'm actually trying to get at when I say, you know, running your conduit clean and trying to, you know, keep the bends down to a minimum, alright? One, it helps when you're pulling wire, especially when you start doing larger conduit, you know, and, and you're making all these bends, it's just that much harder to actually get the wire through. Even though you're actually pulling it with a machine, you know, it just makes it that much tougher, you know what I mean? And, and you know, you can actually, it, it saves time. Number, number two, it saves time. You know, you don't have to actually spend time on the bender making these bends. You know what I'm saying? So you could actually just keep it as straight as possible for as long as possible at the same elevation for as long as possible. Like I said, you're going to come across where you need to make a bend, but that's only should be if there is no other choice. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now, another point that I need to make is, yes, there are times that you need to actually, you know, go over all of your structures like if you're actually riding the wall and you're trying to keep it to the actual structure of the building and you need to go over these obstructions then obviously you know i don't have to tell you that you got to do what you have to do you got to make these bends and you know it is what it is all right now if you can avoid it then you know sometimes you know it helps if you put a box you know if you sometimes by putting a box, you can avoid so many bends, and if you can do that, then I would actually, you know, mount a, a junction box, you know. Sometimes it'll actually help and save you time from bending so much, and it'll actually make your conduit run look cleaner if you build racks and build out your surface so that it's actually, you know, all the same elevation or all the same height. Like, let's, let's just say you have two beams... You know, and then uh, 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 after those two beams, the whole the whole rest of the ceiling or whatever wall 
is just at the same height. In my opinion, I feel like it would be best to just, you know, build out some racks instead of having to go, you know, around the beams. Just build out some racks and just, you know, keep it all the same, the same height or the same elevation or whatever the case is. If that is possible to do. You know, if the GC is saying, you know, <clears throat> also there could be times when you're on some commercial jobs that, you know, your general contractor is also putting his input in and you might have other trades coming through that area. That's why it's also important to, you know, be, co you know, stay coordinated, look at your coordinated drawings, you know, stay in contact with your GC and the other trades as well, you know, to find out if you have any other trades going through that area, whether it be a duct, whether whether it be, a, a, you know, plumbers or whatever the case may be, you know? So that's just something that I wanted to actually voice and, uh, you know, let you guys know about. Because this is something that I see that out in the field almost all the time. You know, pointless bends being made when, when you could have actually avoided it, you know? And, um... Yeah, so you have guys that actually think that, you know, I mean, making bends and doing these fancy bends, like, like it actually, uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess they, uh, you know, uh, like to waste their time doing bends, you know, but um, to me, I think straight bends is what actually looks the best. That's just my opinion. What do you think, actually? You know, let me know in the comments what you actually think about what I'm saying here, am I wrong, am I right, you know, let me know how you actually run your conduits, you know, what do you think is actually better, do you like to actually spend your time, you know, bending around your obstructions, do you agree as far as just, you know, trying to plan your run and, and your route or whatever the case may be, just, you know, let me know in the actual, you know, comments, you know, uh, yeah, please, I, I really do want to know you know this is something that i want to know if i'm alone in this out there all right now another point that i want to make is um i was asked a couple of weeks ago you know how do i know when to use you know different degrees for my offsets and um you know i actually thought about that and i was like that's a pretty you know it's a pretty decent question if i was an apprentice you know that's something that i probably would have asked Excuse me, guys, I need to drink some water. Okay. <clears throat> so, yes. When to use different degrees. Alright, so most of the time, how I decide when I want to use different degrees for offsets, you know, it, it, all, it all basically depends on the situation, you know, um, where I'm installing it, you know, what kind of, uh, how many wires I'm running, you know, um, what size conduit it is. So a lot of different things play a part. You know, mostly if you ask any electrician, they're always going to say they use, you know, 30 degree bends. One, because the math is easy, the multiplier is two. You know, um, for me, Personally, being an experienced conduit bender, when I actually decide on the degree, it just depends on the actual situation that I'm in, okay? For me, the degrees, what that means is how far apart my bends are going to be, okay? So, I've, I actually have 
the real estate <clears throat> and I have a lot of area okay and it's not gonna look absurd I'm gonna try to use the smallest degree now what that means is that my bends are gonna be farther apart now what that also means is that my offset is gonna be pretty large you know what I'm saying they're gonna it's gonna be pretty wide apart okay now if that isn't gonna matter okay and I'm not gonna be in anybody's way then and it's not gonna look absurd then then it's actually a good thing because when you pull your wire you won't even feel it you know let's just say you do a uh, you know a, a 15 degree bend or a 22 and a half degree bend you know instead of doing a 30 okay your bends are gonna be farther apart but it's gonna be less you know um it's gonna be you know it isn't gonna be that hard to actually put your wire through and whatnot now if you another point is if you have other bends in that vicinity and you want to actually you know you don't want to stand out <clears throat> you know and have a 15 degree bend when you have a whole bunch of 45 degree offsets you know, then that's another point that you might want to think about. You might want to match the other bends that are around you. Another thing is, is you might not have that much real estate, like I said in the first point. You might have to do an offset and you only, and you have to have that offset completed within a certain amount of inches. Okay, well in that case, you're going to have to do the math and make sure that your offset is within that real estate within those inches that you have let's just say you have you know i don't know let's just for an example try to imagine you know uh, uh you're coming off of a beam and right away you have an obstruction so when you have to go under it and you only have let's just say <clears throat> i don't know 15 inches okay and your your offset is a five inch offset all right so you have to make sure that, you know, you only have 15 inches to get your whole offset done. Alright, so your offset is 5 inches. If you multiply it by 2, that gives you 10 inches of uh, uh, in between your bends. So you're just barely making it. You know, you, 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 you could still make it and get under your obstruction and clear it. Okay, but now you could see that if you know things were a little different and it was a little tighter you would have to find a different multiplier to give you a spacing between bends that's a lot smaller okay so like let's just say if you were to go if you if your obstruction was five inches like we said but you had less space in between okay let's just say you had 10 inches in between all right then let's just say we we want to go with uh, a 60 degree bend, okay? So 5 times 1.2 gives you 6 inches, okay? <clears throat> That'll give you enough to clear that the 10 inches that you have, okay? If you understand what I'm saying. So that's another way that you could actually choose on when to use different degrees, okay? That's what dictates when you'll have to use different degrees okay <clears throat> and that's very important as well all right now also lastly larger conduit you're gonna find yourself mostly not not the smaller conduit you know that you actually you, you use the hand bender with in in uh, my opinion and in, in my career and in my time 
I've seen myself use all the smaller degrees when you use larger conduits, okay? Now, anything that has to get done, you know, bent on a table bender, for the most part in my, in my career, I've used mostly, you know, um, smaller degrees of bends, okay? Because sometimes you have some small offsets, and being that, you know, you're working with the table bender, you're... you're your spacing in between bends has to be a lot wider apart or you just won't be able to actually bend your offset so I see myself mostly bending 5 degrees 10 degrees 15 degree you know offsets you know not saying that I don't do 30s and 45s I don't really do 45s too much when it comes to larger conduits I don't really do that I try to avoid that almost or exclusively <clears throat> I usually the largest I go is usually 30 Okay, but um, yeah, with larger conduit for the most part, you you will find yourself using the smaller degrees almost all the time if you know what you're doing. I mean, that's that's what I usually do. Okay, so um, that's another reason of when you use different degrees for the offsets. That was a question that was asked to me a couple of weeks ago, so I wanted to actually answer that here live as well. Okay, so uh, the uh, there was another topic over here. I actually went ahead of myself. Oh yeah, that was a setback. Uh, using using setback, you know, I'm actually I was a little surprised. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was a week ago, I put out a a um a little uh, social media post on Instagram. As far as um, you know, setback. It was a little diagram, you know, with a 90 degree stub, and um, a, you know, I put a kick on it and everything, and I asked, and I gave you all the information as far as the gain goes and all that, and um, you know, I asked where, you know, I asked you to lay lay out the kick and the 90 all in one shot, you know. I wanted the kick at a specific spot and I gave you all the information that you needed in order to use the setback correctly alright and and most people got it right you know most people got it right so that means that you guys are actually listening to me and paying attention man I'm, I'm actually happy about that okay but uh, what I'm talking about now is that I'm actually gonna do a video um, explaining it a little better on different bends not only kicks okay because you can use setback for so many other things alright now the setback just to actually be clear all it is is it's giving you the reference point of the back of the 90 okay so <clears throat> when you use your setback alright and you actually mark it on your conduit all that's telling you is that that is where the back of the 90 is going to be. Now, you know that if you're a bender, and you know that that's important to know because <clears throat> when you want to do multiple bends, right, and you want to actually, you know, make another bend, you need to know where the back of the 90 is so that you can do your second bend, all right, whether it be an offset or whether it be a three-point saddle, or whether it be a kick. <clears throat> Most of the time, you judge on the second bend from your back of your 90, okay? So let's just say you're, you know, you're, you're actually doing a run, all right? And, you know, you have 
a 90 degree stub coming out of a junction box right and then you're going over an obstruction all right and you know let's just say it's a three-point saddle you have to do and you're going over a, a conduit or whatever all right so when you're taking your measurement okay you take your measurement for your 90 degree stub all right now next you have another obstruction which is a conduit okay so what you have to do is you're going to take your measurement from the back of your 90 to where the actual center of that conduit is is where you have to do that three-point saddle all right now when you're actually laying out your conduit yeah of course you can do your 90 degree bend first and then apply your three-point saddle you know um measurement and then bend it okay yes you can do that but why not learn how to do it professionally okay what if you actually can't actually do that what if you're running rigid or something else or whatever's a different situation it's good to know how to lay out <clears throat> your conduit correctly and properly okay and this way you don't have to actually take it off of the bender and then lay it out again and then put it back in the bender okay if it was an actual if you were on the sidewinder doing this or on the table bender you know it's actually waste time you know you could actually just leave it there you'll have all your bend marks there you don't have to take it back out now if it's a hand bender then yeah right it's not that big of a deal but it's just good to know how to use the setback and when once you lay everything out ahead of time you have everything laid out and you can just bend and that's it and it's just the best feeling when you actually complete all your bends and it fits perfectly so like i was saying you take your measurement from the back of the 90 to the obstruction which is the conduit okay and um let's just say it's whatever you know 10 inches away so now when you're laying out your conduit okay you 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 mark out your stub or whatever the case may be then you put the setback on it you mark your setback now once you know where your setback is all right that mark that you did for the setback now you know that's the back of the 90 that's all that is the setback is the reference point from the back of the 90 once you know where that is and you mark it on your conduit okay that's not a bending point anymore that's just a reference point of the back of the 90 so if your obstruction is 10 inches from the back of the 90 then then you know that you have to just measure from that setback mark 10 inches over and that's going to be the center of your obstruction now you can commence to lay out your three-point saddle you see what i'm saying so i'm coming out with a video to explain that a little better i'm going to explain that and how to do offsets with them maybe even four point saddles for it okay because you don't only I, I know the only video that i came out with was for um using the setback for kicks but there's so many other uh you know reasons that you can actually use the setback you know what i mean so that'll be coming out soon and i'll actually help you guys out with that all right uh also there was you know i, I i'm i wanted to speak about this because i know that a lot of people don't really uh don't really like the corner offsets you know um two offsets you know back to back close together like that it just doesn't doesn't sit well with other electricians you know i always get i always get some bad uh uh comments every time i talk about it you know but it is an official bend you know and if you look in the any of the you know the union books any of the njatc books 
you're going to see it in there. Corner offset. Inside and outside corner offsets. And with that said, you know, there, you know, it saves you from having to put either an LB, you know, or too many 90s, you know, just to get to another box or to get around the corner of a wall or whatever and if you do it correctly it really does not look bad in my eyes it doesn't look bad because I just I, I've been seeing them all my life you know I've bent them quite a few times um, so I don't see anything wrong with them but you know I respect the opinions of others and, and there are others that would rather do anything else you know like I said and, and I respect that because you know what like I said in the beginning of the video I like to see some clean work right I'd rather keep the conduit as straight as possible for as long as possible but when it comes to you know issues like this where you're getting coming around the wall you know and um, you know it's just best to try to keep the conduit you know one piece instead of having to use an LB the one thing I hate to do is is um I hate to put conduits in when you don't really don't have to because then it's just another pull point that you have to get up on a ladder, you know, and, and pull it. Pull another, you know, get on a ladder and just actually have another pull point, you know. But, um, yeah, please, in the comments, let me know what you think about, you know, corner offsets. Have you ever seen them? Have you ever bent them? Have you ever heard of it before? Let me know. It's, you know, it's similar to a four-point saddle, you know, only it's bent differently okay it's actually it has two offsets and they're bent in the middle like a 90 you know so you can actually go over it if you don't know what I'm talking about you can go on my videos on YouTube type in corner offset by Holmes Law and you'll see how to actually how it actually looks and all that yeah so lastly you know compound 90 segment bends and all that uh, learning how to actually use segment bends you know segment bends can take a little while to do but it proves to be you know very useful when it comes to pulling wires it's so much easier number two it does look cleaner okay like segment bends you can use it almost like the same reason that you would use a compound 90 in the corner where there's an obstruction in the corner and you want to get around that corner you know a compound 90 takes you around that corner by bending 245s well a segment bend if you actually make a wide radius 90 you can clear that obstruction as well that's in the corner so that's another way of using a segment bend but it's also good practice to learn how to do a segment bend, a wide radius 90, you know, also known as a wide radius 90. So that, you know, you can actually go over some large round obstructions and making it look nice. You know what I'm saying? It just, it's all about the art, you know, the art of conduit bending. You know, it's just <clears throat> making your work look nice, man, and clean. You know what I'm saying? And actually showing somebody else that wow this guy actually you know took the time to think about it you know what i mean that that's what i actually appreciate appreciate about the work you know um 
but yeah, learn segment bends. You know, it, it it'll only take you a little bit longer, and it's gonna look that much better. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have all those videos on my actual channel. So if you have any questions, just let me know. You can you know drop a comment, and uh, yeah, just let me know. You know, uh, other than that, I'm getting close to my uh, end of the show. I want to actually, you know, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, if you have any topics that you want me to actually cover, just, um, you know, you can drop them on the Discord. I'm going to start doing uh, Discord lives more. But I'm also going to start doing some podcasts more as well. Uh, if you have any topics that you want me to cover, please just let me know. Okay, just um, you can catch me on any social media, drop me comments, just let me, if you have any questions, you can, the best way to, you know, get in contact with me to answer a question would be on Discord as well. So, um, with that guys, I'm going to actually call it a day, and, uh, yeah, so with that, my name is Mel, thank you guys, and I'm out.